All right, welcome back to the Everything Jarrett Show. Got another exciting episode for you today. Got my boy, famous Dill, Dill, Dylan, whatever you might know him as. He's a platinum uh, recording artist, has a song that mostly everyone has heard of, um, Jordan Belfort. And he's also big in the crypto scene, has been kind of a really setting trends with the NFTs and uh, inspiring me of how you could really like fund yourself as an independent artist. Uh, so before I kind of have a, a bunch of questions for you, I guess a little bit of a side bit too. Dill came into uh, my music entrepreneurship class last semester and spoke um, and kind of had me, I knew a lot of what he said, but then he talked about a lot of other stuff that kind of got me intrigued and wanting to know more. So I'm kind of excited for the opportunity to be able to ask those questions now. Um, Dill, do you want to give us a little just background of who you are, what you're doing, um, anything you'd like to share? Yeah, man. Thanks for the great intro. Appreciate it. I've been hearing about these podcasts you're doing, so I'm happy to get on here. Uh, we actually just got the multi-platinum certification for Jordan Belfort. It just went 2x platinum a couple weeks ago. Um, okay. So yeah, pretty exciting stuff. I mean, it takes years to grow what I've realized in music, you know, and so this has been a long process, but to see some of that stuff finally get that recognition is amazing. And then, um, you know, since the drop of Jordan Belfort, I've toured around the country. I've built a lot of stuff in the music industry. I started my own label here in Philly, itslit.org, uh, release all of my music independently now. And so over the past few years, I've made a lot of music videos. I made my album Crypto Rich, which was the first rap album to tell a whole story about crypto and Web3 and NFTs. And so in the last year or so, a little over a year now, I've been doing music NFTs really full time, uh, focused on building out the Web3 community and bringing music into the equation. So that idea has really grown a lot in the past couple months. And I've continued to do NFT drops and sell NFTs for my album, Crypto Rich, which has been really interesting. So kind of combining all of my skills together, I've been in crypto for about five years after the Jordan Belfort song was getting popular. I was looking for a new investment opportunity, something to get into. And I got into Bitcoin and Ethereum in 2016. So I've watched this space develop a lot and really have combined together my skills and my passions to make this crypto rich album and the NFT collection around the album. I like it. So um, I got a few questions already right from there. When um, you said you got into crypto five years ago, when did you get into uh, making music and rapping? And then also when did you get into um, NFTs? Yeah, so I've been in the music business almost 10 years now. I started out just for fun rapping. You know, there's literally videos of me and Wes, my partner who I made Jordan Belfort with. You know, there's videos of us from like middle school rapping on the playground. And I'm mm. like, I'm there beatboxing and Wes is just rapping. So it's like, we've always messed around. Like I started liking rap music really in middle school and high school. And then um, from there, I would just record stuff for fun. And so when we first recorded Jordan Belfort, 
it was on a blue yeti microphone into our laptop you know and so we were just messing around having a good time and that's when we made the jordan belford song after we saw the wolf of wall street movie but it's been a long journey, you know, that was now like seven years ago. And so I've been in the music industry almost 10 years now um, between everything. And I've been putting in a lot of time and energy and I've toured and done nearly a hundred shows around the US and Europe. And now I'm really focused on how can we build out the digital economy for music. Nice. So um, were you always good with computers? Because I feel like computers might have um, helped you in middle school, high school, like producing uh, your music there. And uh, I'm assuming that might have made you inclined to invest in Bitcoin when you saw that opportunity because you understood the, the tech behind it a little bit, or um, is that not the case? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I've never been a super technical person. I don't know how to code. You know, I learn everything myself from the internet, but I've always been decent with computers and been interested in technology. And the first time I really found Bitcoin was when the Silk Road was still active, right? So mm -hmm. that was back in probably like 2013 or something like that, which was when Silk Road was just coming around. Uh, maybe even before, I guess, I guess it was before that. I want to say that it was probably in, you know, like 2010, something like that, 2011. And so when the Silk Road was popular, uh, you know, I got into Bitcoin at that time. And I even say in one of my songs, it goes, uh, my song called Bitcoin off the Crypto Rich album goes, I was only 15 sitting in my house board. I went online to the Silk Road store. I bought some Bitcoin, got it as a sophomore. If I didn't need lunch money, I probably would have bought more. Damn. So, How many yeah, Bitcoin man. did you have back then when it was like a couple dollars? Dude, I don't know because you you used it just to buy stuff. And I remember like the, those lines I just spit were literally about feeling in high school like, oh, wow, if I had any money, like I would like to buy into this currency Bitcoin. But of course, I didn't really have any money back then. But I think that the key is that when I heard about it the next time in the future and I did have some money, it was a lot easier for me to say, all right, I'm getting in because I know it's been around for a long time. I right. sort of understood it when I was younger and then I got a full understanding of what it was as I got older. So um, I think that, you know, that's what it's all about really. I think most people hear about crypto and then it takes a few years before they actually buy in. And so yeah. it, was, it was good for me that I had some of those experiences that ultimately led me to getting so into crypto. Definitely. I mean, it's, I feel like you kind of jump in pretty quickly and like full on um, pretty early uh, before things like really start to trend. So you actually have your own coin uh, that you came out with Bitcoin green, I believe. So like, how did you uh, do that if you don't know how to code and what was uh, the idea behind that and how do you kind of make that happen? So I helped put together that project. It was really just an experiment with proof of stake and creating a new community around the idea of incentivizing people to do sustainable behaviors and participate in sustainability objectives, right? And so with Bitcoin Green, it was just something that we put together 
Um, in the beginning, you know, we just did an airdrop of the coin. And so it was very decentralized, a lot like some of these airdrops that are happening now, like ENS or like the looks rare token. There have been all these airdrops that essentially created a decentralized community around an idea, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we put out Bitcoin Green, uh, we just put this concept out there and let the community form around it. And, and it had some master nodes and interesting stuff going on with it. So that was a great project, a good experiment. Uh, we built a community and a team, and then another team actually ended up taking over the project later. Um, so it was really cool to see the community form around that. And I've heard they've continued developing some interesting stuff. Um, but I really just helped put the project together. And it was very much like a DAO that you see now where the community is responsible for the control of the project from there forward. So hmm. our core team was about 10 people that put the project together. And then the initial community was around 200 people and just grew from there. So it's very similar to the concept of a DAO that you see now. Nice. That's pretty awesome. So you, you don't really do too much with that since it was um, taken over by someone else? Yeah, so I'm still involved a little bit, but I don't do too much management or engagement with the community as it was taken over by another team. Hmm. All right, so um, let's get into, I guess, I feel what's your probably uh, bread and butter, uh, NFTs. When uh, did you, I guess, first hear about NFTs? When did you uh, decide you wanted to get involved or had to get involved? And then what has that process looked like? Because uh, you seem to have pretty good success with that. Um, I would like to know maybe what you attributed to or how you were able to do that. Yeah, so around the time that we were doing Bitgreen, we also worked with Advantage Blockchain. And that's our company that we created here in Philly with a few partners. And so Advantage Blockchain was really my first big step into the crypto space in terms of helping people with their projects, uh, helping public and private companies. Uh, we've worked with some pretty big clients to help them implement blockchain technology. And now we do stuff more on the investment management side. So Advantage Blockchain has really become a big piece of how I got into crypto and NFTs. And then uh, about a year, a little over a year ago, I started to see crypto punks coming out and getting really popular. And the idea of NFTs was really escalating. And that's when I realized that this was going to be the opportunity for me to sell my music for crypto. You know, I always had this idea, how am I going to sell my music for crypto? And I think that when I saw NFTs, it took me a few months, but then I realized that NFTs was going to be the path to selling my music for crypto. Mm, I like it. So how have you, uh, how did you like start the whole NFT project? Do you do the art yourself? Do you um, outsource that? Did you decide to just like take art that you already had to turn into NFTs? What, what did uh, that like process look like? So I work with an artist called Crustomize. He's awesome. But I think the real first step is creating the structure of the NFTs and thinking about what is the NFT? What's it going to look like? Right. And then applying artworks on top of that is, I think, a next step. Right. But first you have to decide what is the purpose of your NFT? How is it going to be designed, right? Because the artwork simply represents the asset. And so you have to think of, you know, what's your supply going to be? What's your price going to be? What's the quantity going to be? What are people going to be able to use the NFT for? What kind of access is it going to get them, let's say within your discord or community or access to downloads, right? 
So mm -hmm. I had to think of all that stuff. And then the artwork I used is a lot of the album arts and the other artwork associated with my music already, right? So the artwork in the sense is the representation of that asset and their access to my community and their connection to the album. Pretty cool. I, um, I think I understand most of that. So what are some of the uh, like features or utility that your NFTs have then? Yeah, so it gives you lifetime access to my shows if you're a VIP holder. If you're a holder of some of the common items, you have a chance to win access or to sign up and register, and you'll always get some kind of preferential treatment, right? But I have different levels of access with my NFT. So if you're a VIP holder, you get 100% access to the VIP experience. You're always guaranteed the top tier utility with my NFTs. Whereas if you're a standard card holder, you can have a little piece of the album, but everything there is a little more like a raffle or a, a giveaway style, right? So there's different items you can hold. And depending on how much you want to put into my community, um, you're going to get that in return for utility, right? But some of the other features include merch airdrops sent to you i'm working on a vinyl for the album of course music download is the standard feature with everything so by holding the nft you can download all of the music and i'm also working on an nft license that will allow people who hold the nft to actually use the music at, in their own nfts right so this is going to be like a non-exclusive limited license that allows people to use the music on my album within their NFTs or other art. And that will be allowed on the condition of holding my NFT, right? So holding the NFT gives you access to a lot of different features within my community and a lot of ways you can engage with the music. I like it. Sounds pretty cool. So um, have you thought about trying to do any concerts in the metaverse or what are your thoughts about the metaverse um and when if you haven't thought about it when do you think you might um try to get involved in that yeah so i've done quite a few i've worked a lot in decentraland i like doing concerts over there i have partners called the trues the rocking unicorns who have a venue over in decentraland where we throw parties and they have an artist lounge and it's really cool um, there's also BitPixie and CryptoVoxels. So mm. those are two metaverses to look out for, CryptoVoxels and Decentraland. I perform in both, and I'm constantly looking for new opportunities of where to perform in the metaverse. Nice. So what, what has that looked like, your performances in the metaverse? Do you have like an Oculus on and you uh, kind of like perform or do you pre-record it or what's that kind of it's more like? like? It's more like a Twitch stream into a game. So everybody can join and play around in the game. And then my videos or my performance just comes up on the screen kind of like this. So what I'll do a lot of times is show a video of myself and play some of my YouTube videos, something like that. Or I can do a live performance on camera, you know? So there's a lot of different ways to do it, but you're basically like Twitch streaming into the metaverse. Gotcha. I think um, Justin Bieber, excuse me, had one on the Waves platform. Um, and I believe his had like sensors on him in like a green room or something. So like he dances and moves and does things in real life. And his avatar represents that, um, which I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that's like the more high tech kind of advanced version. I definitely want to do stuff like that in the future. Yeah, I feel like we're probably only a couple of years away from that being available for uh, more people because um, technology is just moving so fast these days. 
Yeah, what are what are some of the projects you're most excited about um, in just all crypto or um, in reference to like music or NFTs or metaverse? Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of promising projects within NFTs. I'm interested in the PFPs. I'm interested in music NFTs. Of course, I reinvest in my community and I look for new projects that seem like great ideas within music. Of course, I'm super bullish on my own project and collections. You know, I'm available on many different blockchains, Ethereum, Solana, Polygon. And so you can get my NFTs in all these different places. And I think ultimately music is going to be one of the biggest ways that NFTs gets exposure in the mainstream. And so I think with the Crypto Rich album, uh, we have this opportunity to create a community around the music. And then ultimately that music is going to become the marketing engine. Uh, you know, when I go on tour, that's going to create so much utility for the people that come to my shows, whether you're a VIP holder and you get a free table at the club and VIP access, or whether you're a standard card holder, right? And maybe you get access to a special section if you buy the standard card before the show. So there's going to be these opportunities where people, they're going to buy the NFT, not just to get access, but to own a piece of the success of what I'm doing, right? Because ultimately what you're getting is a limited piece of digital real estate for that artist or album. And so when you're getting into these pieces of digital real estate, what I think is that people want to hold their assets in an artist or in a work of music, right? And it's just like people hold their assets in real estate. People might hold their assets in stocks or commodities or bonds. And I think what we're creating is a new type of digital asset based on music and artists. And mm -hmm. there's no reason why people won't hold their assets in artists and music. So uh, my goal is to create a billion dollars of NFT around a single album, right? And that's in terms of market cap. So I think that's the potential here is to create huge digital assets on top of the current music industry. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And I feel like you're definitely leading the way and showing people how to make it happen. And uh, I, I'm seeing more and more people do it. Uh, and it's pretty cool because like an independent artist uh, who really won't get maybe much exposure from like a big uh, major label can end up making like enough to support themselves um, just by using the right tools and, and kind of owning their own, their own content. Um, probably my last question. So I know you spoke to Jordan before you were on his um, podcast. Uh, is he a crypto holder? So it's funny that you asked that. Uh, really interesting. Mm. You know, Jordan Belfort had us on his podcast. It was awesome to finally connect with him, come full circle. I was about five years after the song blew up. So, you know, really came full circle, got to meet the man himself. And he did a great job interviewing us and talking about some of what we'd done. But I mentioned to him that I made crypto rich and that I was into crypto. And at that time, he literally said Bitcoin and crypto is a scam. Really? Right. So yeah. then I would say for the last year or so, I've been trying to, or the last couple of years, really, I've been telling him about Crypto Rich, you know, trying to get him to check out the album. And then I even have been sending him my NFT information too. And then about two or three months ago, he went all in on crypto and NFTs, completely shifted his, uh, outward opinion and told everyone that he's bullish on crypto he's bullish on nfts he wow. made a big entrance to the nft space and then he's been ducking my calls since so no way. really 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he should be, he already has the Jordan Belfort song. He's someone that should be interested in getting my NFTs because he's already sort of a part of my success. So, um, yeah, well, very, very this interesting. Is a public but... call out, public call out, Jordan Belfort answered Bill's calls. Uh, maybe get on right. this show. We could, well, I'll be the mediator between you guys. You guys can uh, publicly debate about it or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got to get in touch with him, man, because I think that he ultimately, I think he'll really like what I'm doing if he checks it out. So uh, yeah. I'm sure he's just busy. You know, I, I just try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure he's just busy and he's got his own stuff. And, you know, his goal is is probably to come into the NFT space and build his own brand. So yeah. um, anyway, here's what I'll say. Jordan, we got to link up because ultimately we'll both build our own brand so much further by connecting some of what we do with NFTs. So success exactly. for Crypto Rich, success for Jordan Belford and Jordan Belford NFTs at the same time. And you guys can maybe make a collab NFT. I think that'd be pretty cool because like he is part of your, uh, he's the beginning of like your music career, really. Yeah, I mean, we actually had sort of a chat about that. It just never came to life. So uh, super interesting. I would definitely love to connect with Jordan. Um, and we'll see. We'll see, man. I mean, hey, here's my goal with the NFTs too. You know, I do this myself, completely independent, no label, you know, no support, no management team. And so I think what's going to happen is that one day these labels and managers are going to come asking me how I did it with NFTs. Yeah. So I think I'll just keep doing my thing, keep my head down, grow the crypto rich NFT. And who knows, maybe one day Jordan Belfort will want to get in on his own. I like it. Well, Dill, thank you so much for coming and talk to me, explaining everything. I uh, still have a lot of questions, but don't have too much time today. We'll have to have you another time and uh, ask more. And Hopefully you have even more projects going on and more cool shit to uh, talk to us about. So thank you so much. If you have any closing statements, thoughts, whatever, feel free. Yeah, man. First of all, just check out the album, watch a music video, stream the music, because that supports me in a big way. And I really appreciate it. And then if you're interested in getting a piece of the success and joining us on this journey, you go on OpenSea or you go on Solana and you buy one of my NFTs. There's options that are inexpensive and affordable. And then there's options that are rare and VIP. So check it out. Yep, I got one on OpenSea, and I'm probably going to get one on Solana, so I don't have to pay so many gas fees again. Um, but thanks, as always, Dylan. Have a good one. Talk to you later.